Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 61 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. So we welcome in Stephen Brawl to the Pittsburgh Pirates. You just did a little eyebrow raise. Are you surprised that we've made it to 61 episodes? No, no, sorry. I was going to say that's uh, it's a great baseball movie. That's all. Oh, did you I like had, it? Yeah, that was one of the, like, you know, one of the ones you don't see as a kid. You know what I mean? You, you watch it later as an adult. And yeah, I like it. I mean, it's it's a little more, I still think Field of Dreams, Major League, I think Sandlot's uh, great, but it's not like my favorite baseball movie. Um, I feel like I'm, I, I love for Bull Love Durham. too. Bull Durham. I, I like, yeah, I like Bull Durham a lot. I mean, I like Bull Durham a lot. That's the best one. No, it's not, it's not. If you're going just solid like comedy, it's Major League. But if you're going like real baseball movie, it's Field of Dreams. You think Bull Durham is not as good as Field of Dreams? No, but I'm biased because my family grew up like that was the movie we had in the RV when we'd go on long trips across the country. Right. So we'd watch, I've, I've watched Field of Dreams hundreds of times. Yeah. Well, Giolito took us through the whole day since his White Sox were there in the Field of Dreams game. I oh, mean, yeah. you, you, you must have been very jealous. Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? I'm so jealous. I love. I I ate up every single second of that game. I watched all the intro stuff. I watched yep. the whole game. It was an. Of course, it was an amazing game because the baseball gods were like, "You're finally playing at the Field of Dreams, Major Leagues." Like, right? We'll make Where you been? We've been here 30 years. Yeah. What took you so long? Did, I don't I, know if you. I've you should listen to the. You should listen to the whole Giolito episode because he talks about how. Costner gave him the dead fish handshake and Ugh. you know like the whole thing I, interesting. I mean I listened to part of it but I, I don't know I didn't finish the whole thing I guess I have to get on it my bad yeah that's fine no no big deal yeah just, just support the product occasionally I do support the product I know you do I know you don't yell at me sorry sorry dad you know I did text you after you got injured I wanted to make sure you were okay you did how are you yeah. I'm good. I'm good. It was, um, you know, it's just uh, an injury that makes it not viable to come back. You know, it, it wouldn't be a horribly long. It's not like what I got in spring training. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it would be kind of forcing it to, to try to come back at this point and maybe, maybe be able to make one more start. Um, but most likely not anyway. So it's just, it's not horrible. It's, it's just, you know, it's baseball. This is, is a baseball thing. I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that I was able to work back um, from what happened. You know, it was pretty bad stuff that, ha that happened to me um, and was able to come back and play this year, um, even for just a little bit and uh, shut it down when, when, you know, you want to make sure you don't overdo it, re-aggravate to a point where it ends up being serious, you know? Um, so it sucks, obviously. Um, but I don't think it takes away, you know, after thinking about it for a few days, I don't, it doesn't take away from me the work that I did do this year to get myself healthy again. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, it's baseball. I see this year for me was tough, but it's just, it's just a, an arm injury. Life goes on. Are you able to take a step back and kind of pat yourself on the back? Don't do it too hard. Cause I don't want you to hurt anything further, but are you able to pat yourself a little bit on the back? and say, hey, listen, this was as trying a season as I've ever had physically, emotionally. I was living by myself in Florida for all this time, right? Yeah, no, I would, I would definitely say so. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's still just baseball related. You know, like my life would go on normally if I wasn't a baseball player. I know, I but you, this, you love this. You want I know, to compete. you're right. But I try to keep things into perspective, and I think that's what helps uh, okay. me get through this. Um, but yeah, I, I like I said, I'm, I'm proud of myself. And when I get frustrated, I have really good people in my corner, my friends, my family, my mom, my dad. You know, people who are very honest and uh, but also very helpful when they need to be, and having their support and you know my teammates, all that stuff. It's it's been it's been good. Trying, yes, um, but. Like I said, I think I've learned a lot about myself this year, and and um, I think it's good. Your dad was in town, correct? Watching you pitch when you left. Yeah, yeah, he was. He um, he kind of figured, you know, something had happened. Uh, but 
he, you know, I, I texted him afterwards just to make sure he knew it wasn't like, it wasn't that my lat exploded again. You know, it wasn't, that's not what happened. It was just uh, tightening up. So I just wanted to make sure that he was not too concerned, but he did take me, you know, to the doctors the next morning. So it was kind of nice to have him around. Oh, yeah. That's, that's sweet. Went to the doctors, went to breakfast, you know, I was, was going nice. to say, did he take you, did he take you to McDonald's drive through put you in your, uh, you know, your little seat, buckle yeah. you in. Totally. Yeah. We went to, uh, we went to a place called waffles and caffeinated, which is out here in Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. And I got, Oh, I got just the heaviest food I could find. It was, it was like biscuits and gravy, but with Ooh. a waffle on the bottom, you know, and, uh, and he got chicken and waffles and we just pigged out. It was great. Ooh, that sounds so good. I know. When, when dad comes into town, do, does he stay with you? Does he stay in a hotel? What, what happens here? So sometimes he'll stay with me. Sometimes it's a hotel. It just kind of depends on the schedule. Um, this time he was going to stay with me, but they were told like somebody on somebody on their flight or something like tested positive for COVID. So they had to get, you know, he had to get checked. So he just decided to stay in a hotel just to be safe. Um, it was something like that. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so once he got checked, then we went and got breakfast after after he got the negative results the next day um but yeah it was nice to have him here but usually usually he comes with my mom so they stay in a hotel together got it he was just flying solo this trip flying solo just came out for two days yeah he does that sometimes where it's just like yeah i got nothing to do i'm gonna come check out my mom's like i don't wanna (laughs) i'm gonna stay home and that is that is a little bit of they need time away from each other, even though they're, you know, they love each other. They've been married a long, long time. I, I get it. Hey, if I'm married with somebody for that, they're going on 38 years. There's I think some alone time is is well-deserved. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we just passed 24 years. Congrats, Mrs. Rose and yours truly. Yeah. And she is big. She's like, when's your next road trip? I was <laughs> like, why? Did. You want to go? She's like, no. No, I don't. I want I'm you like, to leave. Right. I mean, remember, she used to like be able to get rid of me like what for one week a month during oh. the baseball season when I'd go up to shoot intentional talk up in New Jersey, you know, and I'd fly occasionally for some NFL stuff. Everything's now just localized. So she's like, yeah, I see you every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine i understand it even my son my 15 year old son is like why are you so weird i was like i like to have fun i like do all these weird quirky little things with him and he's like can you stop I'm like okay i cannot wait to embarrass my kids i'm gonna be miserable I oh yeah cannot wait yeah yeah i know it's it's always fun don't know about you guys, but we are a huge board game family in the Rose household. I want to introduce you to our latest game. It's called Match 5 Trivia. It's a very simple game, matching answers to trivia questions. There's 320 cards in there. It's a ton of fun. Uh, some of the cards have a sports-oriented theme, like name the five best pitchers of all time. The key is, is that the lead player rotates around the family circle, right? Or family and friends. If you actually have friends for me, it's just family. Cause nobody likes me outside of my family. Cause they kind of have to, uh, last night we got one of the things was, uh, name things that are annoying that other drivers do. So I listed like using the phone while texting, not using your blinker, play their music too loud. I know I'm old. Uh, they slam on the brakes or they go too slow. Now, I only got one because the lead person that round, I only matched him with one answer, which kind of stunk. It upset me, and I didn't win. In fact, I came in third out of the three people that play. You need a minimum of three people to play. It is a blast. Here's the good news. You're going to save 15% on your order when you use the coupon code JOHNBOY. Get yours. It's Match5Trivia Game, match5trivia.com. Save 15% when you use the word JOHNBOY. Okay, so the season is winding down. And I remember when we first did this and you were like, we're going to shock the world. And I appreciated that. And unfortunately things have not transpired that way. Being a veteran of the team. And now I think with Polanco gone, you might be the longest tenured pirate. Are you not? Second Chad cool is in front of me by like a month. Yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. Has your role changed? I mean, I know you're always a, 
up guy. You love playing, you know, hey, guys, we're playing baseball. But because you've got so many young guys in it, it has been a season where this team's been beaten down. Have you had to adjust your role? A little bit. Um, I've always been a lead by example kind of guy. Um, and then having one-on-one conversations when it's necessary to kind of get something done. Uh, I guess the way it's changed <clears throat> is that now I've found myself as one of the people that um, people will come and ask questions when they have a question about how things are done or like, you know, just where they should be at a certain time or what they should be doing or how they should do something, what they should wear, all that stuff. It's interesting now that those questions uh, a lot of times fall to me um, just because I, you know, you just don't ever expect to be that guy because you've been the guy asking the questions for the first four years. Um, so it's, yeah, it's different. Um, but it's not bad. I, know I, I, I enjoy, I've always thought that the whole hazing thing and all that bullshit is just so dumb because I think it's fun. You know, you kind of razz guys, you have, you know, fun with it, but it's, it's about having fun and making sure people feel comfortable instead of making people feel like they're less of a person just because they don't have as much major league time as you. Cause chances are they're there to take your spots anyway. So like it's, it's supposed to be something to me where you should be able to help somebody settle in and get comfortable and know what they have to do and where they have to be and all that stuff. Um, that's going to make them a better player than, uh, you know, filling their freaking locker with shaving cream or whatever people did because it was so funny. Um, but I just never thought that was the way to do things. So trying to trying to run things a little bit differently. But yeah, it's been interesting. Okay, good. Uh, speaking of teammates, we're going to reunite you with a former teammate in the O's organization. Of course, yeah. you were drafted by the Baltimore Orioles way back when. Trey Mancini, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Trey's, Trey's the man. I, I, I feel like a lot of people... Um, I've gotten to know Trey a little bit more over the last few years because of what happened, but um, they've only seen a more serious side of Trey. So I'm excited for them to see the real Trey, which is just, he's such a go- good, goofy, jolly, fun guy. So good. I can't wait to, to for people to meet the real Trey. Well, here we go. And you better bring your stories. Trey Mancini of the Baltimore Orioles. Well, I spent months chasing this guy down. And I finally got him because I said, you can do a show with one of my great co-hosts, your former minor league teammate in the Baltimore organization, Stephen Brault. Hello, Trey Mancini. It's good to see you. Yeah, thanks, Chris. I I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. All right, Brault, you want to inform everybody like the first time you guys met? I want to take a stroll down memory lane before anything else. Okay, well, I don't know exactly the first time we met. But I do know that Trey and I, uh, so we played together. We got drafted the same year by the Orioles, 2013. And we played together in Aberdeen for that first half season yes. uh, where we won the division, or whatever they call it, mm-hmm. in our league. Um, and Trey hit like, you know, 390 with like 38 home runs in 12 games. It's a bit of an exaggeration, but he was really, really good. Um and we uh, and then we played together for a little over half the season in low A in Delmarva the next year. Uh, yeah. And then Trey moved up and then um, I got traded and Trey stayed with the Orioles. And so since then, we have, you know, kept in communication and all that stuff. But um, no, we had some we had some really good times. Me and Trey spent a lot of I have I have one good story that I can't wait to tell, but I don't I don't want to use it. just. Oh, yet. man, I don't even know what this is going to be. The, oh, dude. Well, actually, I have two. I'll start with one. This is, okay. if you want to get to know Trey Mancini, here's Trey Mancini in a nutshell. Trey Mancini is allergic to dogs. Uh, so we had, the place that I was living at, there were three of us living there, and we were like Trey's good friends. And so Trey sometimes would stay over at our house. Yeah, I lived um, like really, really far from Aberdeen. So like sometimes I'd, yeah, like if, if it was late or something, I'd just... I tried to stay over there one night, basically. Yeah. So what happened is that we had a big dog, like golden retriever lived at that house. And uh, Trey, I woke up in the morning and Trey was gone. And I was like, it was like 7 a.m. And Trey was already gone. And I was like, what happened? So I go outside and Trey's truck is still there. So I'm like, well, that's weird. I go out there and Trey is sitting in the bed of his truck, drinking Dunkin' Donuts coffee 
his eyes are just absolutely bloodshot and he's having trouble like breathing normally. And he's like, yeah, I'm super allergic to dogs. I was like, then why did you stay here? You <laughs> idiot. He was like, ah, oh, that was a far drive. I yeah. Know. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I, um, yeah, I just couldn't stay in there. It was, it was awful. I like my face puffed up. I, like you said, I had bloodshot eyes and I tried to sleep in the tailgate of my truck. I don't know why I just didn't drive you know, close to an hour back to where my host family was. Um, yeah, I just tried to tough it out there. I was, uh, was going to ask you why you lived so far. And then you mentioned host family. I always forget you guys have host families right when you start. Wasn't yeah, that weird going right from Notre Dame to a host family? You're like, wait a second, I'm not 17. Yeah, yeah. So it is a little weird, um, you know, in, in college, um, you know, obviously you live on campus, you stay in a hotel when you're on the road. Um, you know, it's a, it's a nice setup. And then, yeah, you get drafted, you go to the minors. And I took a few days to decide whether I was going to go to the draft or go play summer ball and go back for my senior year at college. So I was um, a little later than everybody else. So everybody else kind of had like first pick at host families, things like that. So I got there late. There wasn't really any options except for um, somebody with a house like pretty far away. So so that's where I lived. But um, but yeah, maybe yeah, well, he, he lived in a really nice house. It was far away. It was actually in Delaware, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like right on the border of Delaware. Yeah, but it was it was really nice where the house that we lived in, we had three guys sleeping in one room on two twin beds and a cot. Yeah, and you guys had like a hamster in the basement too, right? That would just like I yeah, remember. no, it was a uh, it was a sugar glider. It was like oh, okay, that's what it was. Squirrel, I love that. Yeah, thing. yeah awesome. I remember that. <laughs> Wait, you're not you're not allergic to hamsters too, are you? I'm not, and you know the funny thing is I have a dog now, um, and I'm still allergic to cats and dogs, but my dog I've become immune to. I'm good. <laughs> sure you have. That's just that's that's the way you tell yourself when you wake up every night wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> this is worth it. <laughs> um okay so trey you're from florida right yes okay and brault of course is a west coaster yes what was your what'd you first think of the guy because you know he's i love him dearly but you know when you're not used to california cool and hey what's up and i'm singing walking down the street and stuff like what'd you think no i i mean that's kind of more or less how i am i'd say i'm from like central florida in between tampa and orlando um and it's a very kind of melting pot area. I'd say it's a very, I'm from Polk County, Florida. It's very interesting, um, very interesting place. But um, so, so it's hard to like pick out people that are from there because it's, you know, you got a lot of different personalities and things like that. But um, I, I'd say I'm kind of similar to that. I've, I'm, I've got like a San Diego-ish personality. I'm pretty laid back um, for the most part and, and everything like that. So Stephen, along, Stephen and I got along great because that's kind of how I am too. Yeah. We will be back to the Chris Rose rotation, but right now you're with Poppy Gordo, and I got to tell you what, I've been gambling on sports with DraftKings Sportsbook. Daddy made some coin down on the Jersey Shore. How about that? Good times, good times, good times. And guess what? It was all built on I did one of their promos, and they got one going now. Their promo right now, they're giving you $200 in free bets instantly. When you bet $1 on any football game, any football game this weekend, bet $1 on it, and you get $200 in free bets. Man, I'm telling you, like, you got to do it. I've been doing some of the baseball stuff. Pitcher, pitcher to give up home run and team to lose. I've been cleaning up. So if you're a baseball or football person, whoever you are, go to DraftKings, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use Promo code ROSE to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code ROSE this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, one 800 9 with it, let's get some money and back to the show. Yeah, I want that did. other story, Brault. Oh, I, I, it's funny as we go. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of so many that are really funny. I'll tell you, here's the second Trey story. We had an off day and uh, we hung out at our host family's house. We, there was a pool there. So we hung out by the pool and Trey sat in the same chair, like, you know, lawn chair, beach chair, 
and drank like 12 beers, you know, just throughout the day, but didn't move, like didn't like change. It was an off day. Yeah. I think we just clinched a playoff spot. It was just the ultimate relaxation day. Yeah. For for hours. I was just so, yeah, I was in Zen mode. Yeah. So he stayed in the same position in the sun for probably like four or five hours, (laughs) not have any sunscreen or anything on drank like 10, 12 beers. We all did. The next day, Trey had literally a line down his side where he was bright red, his whole front and white on his back. Yeah. And we were like trying to figure out what to do. So we got like aloe vera and that didn't work. So Trey read that you could use vinegar and that would help, but we didn't know where to get vinegar. So we went to Subway and got a bunch of packets. Yep. And we rubbed it all over Trey's body in the clubhouse. And for like two days, he just smelled like vinegar. Yeah, I, uh, I went to the subway. It was like across from our hotel because, um, you know, it was like a day later. Um, like we took the bus up to Auburn, New York to play the Nationals team. And yeah, I went into subway and I ordered 10 packets of vinegar. And they're like, uh, what? Like, you're not getting a sandwich, anything like that. I felt really weird going in there, but I was so desperate. It's the top three most pain I've ever been in. I was miserable, couldn't sleep, itchy, in pain, and I, I would do anything necessary. So I went in there and got 10 packets of vinegar and just poured it all over myself. And it does help um, sunscreen. If you have really bad sunscreen, like sunburn, vinegar is the way to go. <laughs> so can you walk into a subway these days or do you start breaking out into the sweats if somebody wants to take you to a sandwich shop? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I do have some... Uh, yeah, some reservations of going in Subway now. Um, I'd say I haven't had it in quite some time, but um, yeah, it, it was my go-to spot back in the day. But that time I didn't get a sandwich. It was just straight vinegar order. Okay. I want to take another uh, walk down memory lane about your minor league days as well. We had another former teammate of both of you, uh, Mike Yastrzemski, now of the San nice. Francisco Giants on the show. And um but it was just a one-on-one chat. So, of course, we had to talk about Stephen Brault a little. I want you to give a listen to this. I watched him win a karaoke contest in Aberdeen, Maryland. More, oh, yeah. please. Um, we were at the Green Turtle, and they had a uh, they had a karaoke they had a karaoke contest, and I forget what song he sang, but it was uh, it was something along the lines of like Ave Maria, you know, like really high notes and like. Mm-hmm. We, we knew Brawl could sing, and he all of a sudden was just like, hey, I'm going to enter. And we're like, yeah, you should. And then he started singing, and we all just kind of looked at each other. We're like, what, what is going on right now? <laughs> and he, he ended up winning. I think he won like 1000 bucks, which was a big deal at that time. Yeah, true story. I was there. It was, uh, yeah, it was reminiscent of the final scene of Step Brothers when, when they're at the Catalina Wine Mixer. Um, yeah, he put on a performance for the ages. And I mean, it wasn't even a fair competition. Um, yeah, I, I forget who the other singers were, but Stephen, um, you know, obviously was far and away the best. Um, you know, as we all know, Stephen, Stephen's got some pipes. He sang the national anthem a lot at Aberdeen, I remember. Um, and, and yeah, I was very talented. So, um, it was no contest. It was impressive. Thanks. Oh yeah, of course. I, I don't remember what I sang in the actual competition. I just remember that after, like, after I won my like victory song was superstitious by Stevie wonder. I don't know why I remember that, but not the actual song. I said, I forget what your actual song was, but I think yes was right. It was like, yeah. It was like yeah. a classical song, something like that. And it was it was funny because it was just like, a, it was the night, you know, a random night. And they were like, hey, you know, there's a karaoke contest. Anybody can enter. And I think it was, it was $500 cash. I do remember that. And so I won. Which is and, a huge deal at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big deal anyway. But like, you know, when when we're in short season A baseball, you know, that's a, that's a great prize. Yeah. So I, I was pumped. I actually... I also won a TV. Remember when I won a TV in Florida? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That wasn't karaoke. That was just a raffle. We were at a random yeah. bar. And yeah. Was yeah. Like, hey, here's a free yeah, raffle. You won the you TV. Yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. The TV. Yeah. Where's the TV today? Uh, actually, it's still at my home in San Diego. I still have it. That's unreal. Memories. Memories. Mm-hmm. Did you get that? So, Brawl, you got traded in what, 2014 or 2015? Yeah. So did you guys face each other in the minors after that? We did. 
Yeah, we did. Where did we face each other? Maybe in double or double in or triple A for the first time in Bowie. Bowie, so and then I have another. This is my next Trey story. Uh, first of all, Trey did hit a homer off of me. So, um, and also Mike Ostromsky hit me in the leg. So both of my friends yeah, love hitting against me, apparently. But my Trey Mancini story from Bowie is I was in Bowie. I was in the stands doing radar gun and Trey's mom had just gotten there that day. And in the first inning, Trey hit a ground ball to short and beat it out by like a full step. It wasn't even close. Like two steps. Umpire banged it. And Trey just goes, what the fuck? I was so goddamn sick. I mean, he gets, he just loses it. I don't know what happened. He just lost it because he was so safe. And the umpire threw him out and I'm sitting right next to his mom. And she's like, oh, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was ill-advised. It was the first inning of the game and we were like about to clinch the division. It was kind of coming down to the wire. So like I didn't need to be getting thrown out of the game. Luckily we won. Um, but yeah, and also to add on to that, I had just gotten a plaque before that game for like community service. They handed it out every month. They're like being really nice, signing autographs for the fans, um, which I did. But um, yeah, so they presented me with like this nice um, award. It was in a glass case with like a, it was kind of like a diploma looking thing, almost like a certificate of uh, like good citizenship. So I had that in my locker. Um, and then I went in and I was still fuming after, after I, after he threw me out, um, you know, I was surprised to get thrown out. I was mad. I went in there and kind of just like chucked my helmet into the, into my locker and it just shattered the entire good citizenship <laughs> award too. So yeah. That's when I was like, okay, I got to calm it down here a little bit. <laughs> Did, so what does mom say afterward? Like she gets, she gets one AB, you get tossed and that's it. Yeah. Uh, she didn't really say that much about it, actually, surprisingly. Um, she, uh, she, she gave she knew, me like she knew a, I was safe. Yeah, exactly. He was yeah. so safe. That's why it was funny. But like she gave the classic, you know, any mom with sons uh, once they become adults, when they do something that's just like a dumb boy <laughs> thing, you're just like, oh, Trey. Oh, Trey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> well, she was also there when you made your major league debut and when you got your first hit as well which was really something special so let's uh let's give a listen there we go that one in the air left center field it is deep and goodbye home run trey mancini his first major league hit his mom beth getting to see it he'll round the bases faster than anyone this year who has hit a home run trey mancini they want a curtain call Now it's got to put a smile on your face. Goosey's watching that. Yeah, yeah. It's still, um, yeah, it's still just like I can't believe it. Five years later, um, you know, it's still just crazy. That was my first game, and and um, you know, hitting a home run in the majors isn't easy, and and to do it your first game, um, you know, it was a big confidence boost and just such a cool moment. And and um, you know, I remember it like it was yesterday, and I can't believe it was five years ago. But how about your mom's reaction? I love that. Because, yeah, I, mean, I just get excited yeah, just when my kinda, son gets a high school hit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a mom's reaction. You know, there's a lot of ups and downs throughout your baseball career, especially up to that point, and finally making in the majors and and to have that happen your first game. Um, you know, that's just so much emotion. Um, you know, and she's she's showing it there for sure. Unbelievable! I love that. But sixty-seven. 67. Yeah. Yeah. 67. <laughs> so that was the number that was given to me when I got called up and I almost had it going into the next year. I made the team out of spring training in 17. Um, and I was 67 up until like game time that day. Um, they weren't sure if I was going to be allowed to switch it to 16. And I was, so, um, I've been 16 since then, but 67 almost stuck. Mm. I'm glad it didn't. 16 is a good number. That's yeah. 67 is a little, yeah, a little, yeah. High, but, but I would, I would have rolled with it. Ah, there is a crispness in the air. The pumpkins are coming out to play. But don't carve up your own pumpkins. That's right. Our friends at Manscaped.com want to make sure that you are safe south of the equator. I mean, which of us hasn't cleaned ourselves down there and all of a sudden you got that nipping and tugging and pulling. You're like, dang, that hurts. That does not happen thanks to the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. In addition to that, got something that I love. 
It's the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. I got to take care of my business there and there. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Boxer Briefs, which Michelle Rose loves, and the Travel Bag to hold all your goodies as well. And here's the great thing. You get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code word ROSE at manscaped.com. I'm going to repeat that one more time. You get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code word ROSE at manscaped.com. Go take care of yourself. I know some of you like to stay a little warmer during the fall season. Listen, dude, you still got to take care of yourself. Why don't you love yourself so that the other person in your relationship can love you as well? Once again, the keyword is rose at manscaped.com. You're going to save 20% off and get free shipping courtesy of manscaped.com. Trey's, um, so Trey's like, uh, here's a little, a little baseball thing. So Trey's swing is what I would normally um, like say is like a smaller person swing. So if you don't know, Trey's a huge dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you, 6'5", like 240? Yeah, yeah, like 6'4", like 230. Yeah, close. Okay. Yeah. So like very big guy, takes up the whole box. And usually those kind of guys have like long swings, right? Because they have long arms, big. So they usually have a long swing. So you can like throw it inside really well. Well, Trey's like, he has like uh, kind of a Goldschmidt kind of swing where it's very short, tight into his body. And so like those pitches of fastballs inside that you think there's no way he's going to get around on it. He keeps fair and hits home runs. And I've been watching him do that since, you know, we started playing together in short season and it's really annoying and difficult. And it's why he's so good and, and why, you know, it's just, he's so good at it. I, I, it's amazing. Sorry, I just wanted to say that because watching your swing, I, I always loved your swing. I appreciate that, man. Mm. By the way, Trey, are, are we with the best hitting pitcher outside of Otani right now? A thousand percent. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I remember when when Steven made his major league debut. You got a hit in your debut, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, remember, I remember I was watching the game. We all, because he was the, I believe the for either you or Donnie Hart, but like we had a really like tight knit crew that we got drafted with. And um, so it was really cool when one of us finally made it up. And I think Steven was the first one to get called up. So we were all watching the game and, and right when he came up, we were like, we knew for sure he was going to get a hit there. Cause um, he had always wanted to hit. Um, he had always asked to like pinch in and stuff. Um, and we knew how good of a hitter he was in college. So um, it was not surprising to see him get a hit. It was hilarious. And then some of the guys were, um, you know, kind of making fun of like me and all the other offensive players are like, you know, Steven got his first major league hit before you guys. And, and, <laughs> and, and um, yeah, so it was pretty funny. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, had, had you ever heard of Regis university before Steven brawl? Not before Steven. Um, but, but yeah, I know, know about it now, obviously. Um, and yeah, Regis, you, they had a good, yeah. Solid program. Great acting school. Yeah. Too. I, yes. I never heard of Notre Dame. I had never heard of Notre Dame before either. <laughs> Small school up in, where is it? It's like in Wisconsin or something. Yeah. yeah. It's called South Bean. South Bean, Indiana. South yeah. yeah. <laughs> How it's pronounced. I, I'm telling you, Trey, one of the things I have still on my bucket list, I have never been to a Notre Dame football game. I highly recommend it. It's, it's amazing. I haven't been up there in like four years. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it this off season or not, but I really want to go back. Hey, when you were in college, did you actually go into the football games or did you just tailgate and then go? Oh no, I went. Yeah. Like the whole student body went into every single game. Hey, good. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the center of, of everything there. (laughs) Yeah. Football's a religion up there. Plus, weren't there a bunch of guys there? You played with a bunch of guys on the Notre Dame baseball team, or at least a few that I think are in the show right now. Weren't there? Well, I'm trying to think of who, when I was there, um, we have Stephen Joe Hudson was the catcher when I was there. Um, he was a year older than me. He's had a little bit of time. Um, but right in, now, you did that in AAA. Yeah, yeah. So he's with you guys in AAA. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed so Kevin Biggio was a freshman when I would have been a senior. So we missed mm-hmm. each other um since I left after my junior year. Um and then Pat Connaughton was my teammate, but he's, oh. in, he's in the NBA. Yep. Yeah, but he's in the NBA. So like the NBA, yeah. But yeah, so Pat and I were teammates for two years there, who was actually drafted by the Orioles too. Right. So he's got a crazy story. Um, 
and I mean, he could legitimately throw like mid nineties, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So he'd play basketball all year and then he'd kind of just like roll in whenever basketball season ended, which was March. Um, you know, they made the tournament basically every year when he was there. So he just kind of roll in in March and just, you know, get on the mound and throw, you know, the, his first game, he'd be like 90, 92. And then, you know, the next week or week after that, he'd be 94, 95. Um, so he, he's just a freak athlete. Did you uh, reach out to him after he won his ring? No, I, I figured the entire universe was reaching out to him. Um, so I did not, but I, I need to, now that the dust is settled, um, you know, I was watching him every night hoping he won, but I know how it is whenever something like that happens and you get like 200, 300 messages. So I didn't want to like contribute to that because it can be overwhelming trying to get back to everybody. Got it. Uh, you talked about winning whatever a good humanitarian award that you ended up breaking because of the ejection. <laughs> if you get the Roberto Clemente award, may I suggest never snapping around that thing i wouldn't that would never happen yeah. you are the <laughs> orioles nominee this yeah, year yes that would that, yeah big yeah so um yeah i'm extremely honored to to even be nominated for the award um i was whenever they told me i i couldn't believe it i was so so humbled and, and honored so um so yeah i i'm just kind of don't really have many words for it i'm you know roberto clemente is one of my favorite players even though he played long before I was alive. I know his story and, and I've seen highlights of him play and it's absolutely incredible. He just seemed like an, an incredible man. Well, Stephen, I mean, you obviously get to know the story playing there in Pittsburgh and having, did you have a chance to wear 21 the other day or because you're, you're yeah, I, I wore it. I wore the Jersey, even though I'm not active. Um, but I've, you know, I've worn it in years before I've gotten to pitch with it on. It's really cool. It's, you know, they, they, mow the 21 out in the right field grass because you know that's where that's where his spot was and um his that's family cool. comes out his you know still living family his kids um and their kids come out and uh the Clemente Museum that's here in Pittsburgh has a cool event every year and uh yeah it's a big deal here obviously um Clemente was a special guy he did so much for the community so much for not just you know the community of Pittsburgh but also you know, multiple uh, Latino countries as well, you know, helping with uh, hurricane and earthquake relief. I mean, he was just crazy big um, into making sure that he used his status uh, for good. You know, he has that quote, um, every day you're on earth, you know, what would make, make the world better. You're wasting your time on earth, something like that. So um, yeah, he's a, he's, he's an impressive person and it's, it's really cool to be able to play for his team and, uh, and trying to continue his legacy as, as much as we can. You know, usually on Clemente Day, we do a bunch of stuff that day in the community, but obviously with COVID still happening, we couldn't do as much. Plus, you guys got a walk-off, which was nice. We did. Uh, it was like a, a, a strange walk-off, too, an infield walk-off. Yeah, you don't get to see those very often. We didn't think – we did not think that Votto was going to throw it first. So once Votto threw it to Gibbons covering – first also ex Oriole played with him too yeah um I didn't think that uh, I didn't think he was going to throw it to Gibbons because then you give Defoe a chance to score but I he did and we were like ooh, ooh. that was a really good base running yeah Defoe's I, good I missed that the other day that was incredible base running wow yeah it's probably because you were too busy watching Cedric Mullins scale the wall <laughs> yeah I was yeah that was that was insane I couldn't I mean my jaw dropped I couldn't believe it is it that has to be the best catch you've seen in person, right? That, so it's either that or in 19, um, Jackie Bradley Jr.'s catch against me there. Just because of the situation, it would have been a walk-off homer and he completely like, um, I don't even, I still don't know how he caught it, but it was the most heartbreaking yet impressive thing I've been a part of. Um, so those are the two best catches I've seen. Wait, that was again against you personally. Yeah, I hit the ball. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been a walk-off homer, and and um, he completely just like his whole body was over the wall, and he brought it back. So it was in the eleventh inning. It I'm was look this up. Up swallow. I texted Trey after that happened, and I think it was a little of an insensitive. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you looking for the the text you sent him? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I can't believe can't believe you would dog him like that. Did, did you say anything to JBJ like the next day? 
Uh, yeah, I did. I uh, he he reached first base. I just I, I had to give him props. I was like, that's the best catch I've ever seen. Um, you know, I had, I was uh, it was tough, but at the same time, you got to appreciate that when it happens. Um, so yeah, I told him like that was the best catch I've ever seen, man. That was awesome. I mean, it's oh, gosh, gosh but here, it looks nice. Here it is, our producer extraordinaire, Rob found it. Oh gosh, yeah. Now I remember. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know which of those two you pick, but especially at Camden Yards, those are the two, um, two really notable catches I can remember. Seds had a lot this year, though. Yeah. By the way, what a dick move of the Rose rotation to show you the Homer getting stolen. No, so no, I'm it's not- all good. I, you know, I, it's it, the two-year uh, grace. The, the gap. <laughs> yeah. Now I can just appreciate it for what it is. Right. But look at your face. I know. Oh, I'm man. like, <laughs> now I have to tip my cap, but, <laughs> but no, it, it was incredible. It was pretty good. Um, you had a, well, your manager had a really interesting back and forth with Robbie Ray recently. Um, the most amazing thing is, you know, we've made such progress with broadcasting the games that we have mics everywhere. And I loved it because I love hearing the chatter back and forth. For people that didn't hear it, here, here we go, the back and forth between Toronto and Baltimore. We can't say anything. This is the fucking ball. We ain't saying shit. Get fucking dope. Brandon Hyde. Arguing with somebody, and that's got him with the fastball upstairs. Big strikeout first out of the inning. That's who he's hollering at. Yep. Okay. He's hollering at Robbie Ray. Uh, Hyde <laughs> came out and apologized afterward, which I don't think he needed to, because we are actually infiltrating his office. I know right. that he's got and, three young kids, all that sort of stuff. I, yeah, I'm just more curious. It's unfortunate that, like, the audio and, yeah, like. No, know, it's not. It, but, yeah, we're we're grown men playing baseball. Like, stuff like that. Ha- if you take any, you know, a game it, on any given day, something like that's going to happen. Yeah. It's my question. September, like, you know. How it, much does this happen? A lot. Um, you know, a good amount. I, I wouldn't say to that degree there's not – like, you can count on maybe two hands how many issues like that you're going to have a year. Um, but but it happens. I mean, it, it, it definitely happens a lot. So, um, you know, what happened was in the in the dugout uh, – Stephen, you know Spanish much better than me, but, like, the term – like, the guys were saying win it in Spanish is like gadele or – Yeah, yeah, gadele. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's what – um, you know, we had a couple guys like saying that just during the at bat, like they were they were yelling it loud just to our hitters, just kind of like encouraging them, things like that. And I think Robbie um, thought that maybe we had the signs he was tipping pitches, and I don't know if he thought that's what um, like maybe we were trying to relay. Um, I think that's what happened, or I just don't know if it it was annoying to him. Um, but either way, <laughs> like, you know, it, um, you know, he took an exception, and that's fine. Like, you know, we're we're in a heated game he's in a Cy Young race right now and they're in a wild card race um so you know he did what he had to do but we're gonna you know respond and defend ourselves too so like I said like that happened the only again I got interviewed about this afterwards and the only issue I had with the entire thing it wasn't Robbie or the Blue Jays or like anything like that it's more just like there was this narrative that um Hyde should just like kind of just sit there and shut up because our record is bad um if we're accused of something that we're not doing um then we're gonna we have the right to defend ourselves no matter what our record is so that's basically like the only problem I had was like I just saw a lot of um you know tweets about like you know we should be more embarrassed about our record rather than arguing with the other team but again we weren't doing anything wrong so you know if, if we're accused of that we're going to defend ourselves yeah see those those like you said those kind of things happen way more than people know yeah the thing is that broadcasted there and most of the time not yeah it's most of the time it doesn't get caught on video or whatever but then also i like 
because that kind of stuff is going to happen. What's important is that, you know, I like the fact that it didn't turn into something more where, you know, you have like guys hitting people and then, a, and then a bench clear. Cause that, you know, I've been through all that and it's just so annoying. It's just like, guys, just yeah. and let it go. Let's, we're yeah. playing baseball. Yeah. You get heated. But you don't have to get in a fight, you know, it's right. So, right. It's just a high tension moment. Like people's emotions yeah. get heightened, especially in September for the reasons that I just mentioned. Cy Young races, they're in a playoff race. We're trying to like finish year strong and kind of be like that pesky team that, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we want to play well, so it's going to happen. And, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that at all but it just, um, you know, the mics caught it and it really got blown up. All right. I'm going to make you smile. Uh, I was in Denver for the all-star game and I was there for the home run derby and outside of Otani and Trevor story, you got the third loudest ovation, which I thought was awesome. How emotional was that day for you? It was surreal. Um, I haven't had an adrenaline rush like that probably since my like first stint in the majors in, in 2016. Um, so it was incredible, especially after how long of a year 2020 was. And, and even up to that point, 2021, um, you know, I was, I was really mentally like drained at that point. Um, and I like was going back and forth if I even wanted to do the home run derby, but I thought it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up and I'm so glad I did it. Um, but yeah, it was absolutely incredible. It, it, couldn't have gone better um, other than me winning it. But I wanted to show that I wasn't like a charity case ask. I wanted to show that I, you know, deserved to be there and and I wanted to put on a good show. Um, so, and I felt like I did that. So it was just such a special day. Trey, don't take this the wrong way. And don't snort at me, bro. Is it okay if people say, okay, that's Trey Mancini. He's the cancer survivor. Like, is it okay if the rest of your career that people identify you as that or no? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's something that happened. Um, and I think it took me a while to kind of accept the fact that, um, you know, a lot more people know who I am now because of that. Um, and you know, at first there can be some bitterness or anger because, um, you know, especially in 2019, I had, um, a really, really good year. And, and, you know, a few months later to be diagnosed with cancer, missed 2020, um, you kind of, you know, there's a lot of anger and bitterness after that happens. You know, I felt like I was on a roll, like kind of really hitting my, my stride and my prime. Um, and then your life's flipped upside down. And then, um, you know, I thought that maybe I should have been recognized earlier by more people, maybe outside of Baltimore. Um, and and uh, I, my story reached a national stage, obviously. So it took me a while to kind of accept that and and know that that's how it's going to be. But yeah, of course. Um, and and that's a huge reason why I did the home run derby was I want to be uh, kind of a spokesperson for colon cancer in particular, but kind of anybody going through cancer or a sickness like that um, to show them that you can go on and, and live life afterwards. Um, cause it's, it's difficult. It's still, it's still hard. I'm actually like f- uh, four days away from, um, my one year anniversary of my last chemotherapy treatment. So, um, that first year out is the toughest cause you, you still have to go through checkups every three months. Um, it's scary and your anxiety shoots up whenever it's time to get checked again. Cause you never want it to come back. You don't ever want to go through something like that. You want to forget it. But the reality is it, it, can follow you. Um, and I've learned a lot this year. Um, cause it can, you know, as much as you try for it not to, it can kind of bleed into baseball a little bit and performance and things like that. So you have to figure out how to separate kind of living with that fear and then also playing baseball. Um, and it was a lot, there are a lot of people coming at me this year. Um, you know, for basically every day, there was some reminder or, or um, something like that. So I've gotten much better at kind of dealing with that and handling it, but it was pretty tough at first. And emotionally, uh, when I talk to major leaguers at this point in the season, you guys are just beaten down and tired and exhausted. Yeah. Where are you right now? Yeah. Uh, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been dealing with like a little oblique thing yeah. um, the last like week or so, but I, I really have been like, trying i really want to finish the year out and finish it strong um and once october 3rd hits after the last game I, i've kind of joked that like i'm going to go into hiding for a couple months i think um i'm i'm really excited for this off season probably more than any other it's been 
a crazy year and a half. And I haven't really had much of a break because I was diagnosed. I, you know, you go into fight or flight mode for those six months that you're, you know, I had my surgery, chemotherapy, everything. And then right when chemotherapy ends, I'm physically just like much weaker. My body's totally changed. And I'm like, all right, I have to completely shift my focus to baseball now and getting ready for the year. So I haven't, I don't really feel like I've had much of a break because I knew I was really behind the eight ball a year ago from right now. Um, and I had to work really hard to even be able to play this year. So now that we're at the point where the season's ending, I feel like that's where I can finally like take a breath and like relax a little bit. Good. Well, I just want to tell you that always with you, man. Dude, you're the man. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I love the shirt. Yeah. That's good stuff, dude. Imagine you got inspired, Steven. Yeah, no, I, we, um, you know, when, when it happened, you know, Trey, let us know. So one of my best friends, her name is Abby. And then, um, my, one of the, my roommates, uh, they're Abby and Connor are my roommates. Well, Connor, I met playing baseball with Trey. So the, the three of us all played baseball. Yeah, Connor, with us. yeah. So Connor ended up, um, you know, going through his baseball life. And then, uh, now he lives in San Diego with me and, uh, and works actually for the Padres right now, but he, um, you know, Trey let us know and like, you know, it makes us sad and, but we know Trey and it's like one of those things where it's like, Trey's, Trey's the kind of guy that's just going to get through this. And then like, he's going to go do something stupidly cool. And then we're all going to have to hate him for it. And then he goes to the home run derby and like, we're watching like, you know, it's just so cool to watch and like be talking to my friends like, oh my God, like this is Trey, like Trey, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, dude, Trey takes amazing BP. So watch out for him. You never know. You never right. know. He might yeah. pull this out. Um, but yeah, no, watching Trey come back, you know, I've had, you know, this happened to Trey and then, you know, it happened to James and Ty with testicular cancer a few years ago. So I've had a few friends, teammates um, go through this and, uh, and it's just inspiring to see, like it, it makes it makes the game of baseball appear finally to be what it is, which is a game. And like, it's something that we love playing and you want to get back to, but the real stories are the stories of people being able to able to overcome huge obstacles and get back to that, you know, that level of, you know, being able to play major league baseball. Um, and Trey did it in a year and it's like annoying. Cause of course he did. Cause he's just so good. So, you know, at this point now I'm over it. It's like, whatever, man, I get it. <laughs> But yeah, that's a great point. It's like, it does put baseball in perspective because before this, my biggest problems were baseball songs. Yep. My well, thank time. you for sharing. We do yeah, appreciate no, it. Of course. And uh, thank you for your time. One thing we like to do with all the guests here on the Chris Rose rotation is spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. Okay. So several categories. Brault, you'll be excited to know I put some new ones on here. Okay. Let's go. Here we go. <laughs> Only fans. Ooh. Hey, now. <laughs> I think I did this with you, didn't I, Brawl? Did, yeah. Well, then we'll spin the wheel for you later. But uh, don't worry, Trey. I know you're, you're nervous about that category. It just means of which team outside of the Baltimore Orioles are you a diehard fan of? Any sport, right? Any sport. Go oh, any direction. Oh, Washington football team. To like a terrible, terrible amount. He's... It's gross. Yeah, I uh, yeah. So my mom is from Bowie, Maryland, right? Um, and so her whole family is like diehard Redskins fans. My grandparents, um, growing up, were just huge Redskins. Redskins, they were formerly Redskins. Now, yes, I got it. Football team. Uh, so yeah, WFT is my team. Um, and I grew up in Central Florida. I, I kind of followed the Bucks some, but I always, always loved Washington. Um, you know, from a young age, they've always been my team. So we're taping this on a Friday, the night after uh, Dustin Hopkins not didn't get yeah, one, but yes. two opportunities. Were you yes. able to even watch the on yes, the flight? We were on the flight. We were on the flight. So I was watching. Um, so he missed the first field goal. I was heartbroken, and then I saw there was a flag. I was praying it was on, on the Giants, and thankfully it was. And I knew he was going to knock the second one in. So that was that was a huge win, um, and I'm I'm thrilled. We actually are. Uh, we have like a themed trip from. Um, from here to Philly, we're wearing football jerseys. I got my Terry McLaren jersey that I'm going to rock. So, yeah. I'm going to give you my last Trey story before he leaves. It's very short. Yeah. Yes. Me, 
Austin wins, who's now in the big leagues as well, uh, mm-hmm. and Trey Mancini were going to Instructional League after our first year, so we went down and we stayed at Trey's family's house uh, for just a few days, worked out there, hung out by the pool, and then continued down to Instructs. Well, that's when we found out that Trey's family uh, is obsessed with uh, themed family pictures, and I Trey, am not you- obsessed. If you will please, cards. <laughs> please get your mom to take a picture of the one with you guys performing surgery on the teddy bear. It's the best picture I've ever seen. <laughs> what? I, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, we've done theme Christmas cards. It started obviously when we were little kids and for some reason continued into adulthood it's now it's just like a regular picture of us thankfully like the themes are, are done but there have been some doozies over the years and it they're was all my, over the house and yeah it was always my friends it. like favorite thing every year growing up was um their family getting our family's christmas card and i just i'd have to wear it for weeks um they just would not it was relentless what what is your favorite one there's one where he dressed up like a biker gang um oh it's not my favorite it's definitely like the worst one but yeah we're dressed up like a biker gang one year and it's terrible it is like your brother in assless chaps or something i mean really (laughs) two sisters i think i was yeah i have two sisters i'm the only boy so i think i was in the assless chaps (laughs) i mean there's there's truly some some gold some real gold pictures there's there are some yeah it is, you know, you you see them and you're, there's no words. <laughs> Trey, you have been more than generous with your time. It's nice to be able to catch uh, catch up with you and, and bring together former minor league teammates. Yes, yeah, it's been a minute since I've seen Steven, so this is great. Yeah, thanks for coming, Trey. It's good of to course. talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. We appreciate it. Uh, stay healthy the rest of the year. Go get them and enjoy the off season. We won't Will do. Thank you. I appreciate it. Trey's the best. Like from from the get go, you know, he's just one of those guys that you just gravitate towards. He's always so positive. Um, he loves baseball, and he's got a he's got a fiery streak in him. You know, when he's playing, he gets intense. Um, he gets pissed when he does poorly. When he's in the slump, you know, it's kind of like, um, and but when it gets to off the field, you know, he's just the most just high class, great human being you could possibly imagine um i love trey so yeah it was great that was um that was that was awesome yeah he was fantastic and and um you know he seems like he's in such a good place physically obviously and emotionally i can't imagine how draining this year has been for him but when i asked him about being oh that's the baseball player who recovered from stage three colon cancer you know we've had other guys who have made it john lester Anthony Rizzo, just to name a couple. And it's not the first thing we think of Mm-mm. anymore. You know, it's a part of their narrative. It's a part of their story. It's a, something that they like. They are more than happy to share, to give people inspiration. But, you know, I, 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 and I would hope that as long as he stays healthy a few years from now, he's just Trey Mancini, the baseball player. Oh, and, and I, he will be. I mean, I, I truly believe he will be. I don't think so. <sighs> Like what he was saying about the home run derby, he wanted to make sure it wasn't like uh, seen as like a charity case thing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about Trey that is charity case at all. I mean, he's earned everything he's had. And he, after this, he's, it's going to be something eventually where you're going to look back and be like, oh yeah, remember he, like he had that year where he had colon cancer and he came back and he was, you know, stronger than ever. Um, and I don't think that it's, I don't, I don't think it's going to be the first thing that people think of. I really don't. And I honestly, I think a lot of people, it's not the first thing they think of already right now. You know, you think of Trey Mancini, you just think, oh, he's, he's a really, really good hitter. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's the main thing for me. Um, also, he's just a really, really good dude. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad he got the Roberto Clemente award. I mean, he deserves it. I, I don't know exactly what he's done, but I know Trey, he's probably done a lot. Yeah. And once again, if he gets the award, don't break it. Don't break it. Don't break it. Just don't put it in your locker and then throw a helmet at it. That's a bad idea. Yeah, probably. Put it somewhere safer. Yeah. All right, since you already did the OnlyFans, let's see here. You know what? I'm going to give you – hell, I don't even need to spin it. I can fix it. It's This is not a game show. No, it doesn't like If matter. I fix it, 
It's fine. One of the new categories is you're in trouble. Okay. That is the time where your parents really got after you because you got in trouble. All right. Moment of weakness. Here we go. So first of all, this is how my family worked. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad, I was working, right? And if you came home from school and my dad's truck was parked in the driveway or in front of the house, then you knew somebody was in trouble. One of the brothers was in trouble. So as you were walking <laughs> into the house, you'd think, did I do anything? What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Okay, well, here's, I'll give you two. One, I was in fourth grade. I was 10 years old. Um, and there was a girl that, you know, I guess liked me or whatever. And she kept slapping me in the face throughout the day. And eventually she hit me and I just like, I just slapped her back. Like not like extremely hard, but just, I did. Okay. And I got uh, suspended for it for a day because obviously, you know, you can't do that. Um, and when I, I didn't find out about it until I got home. So it was one of those situations where I got home and my dad's truck was in the driveway or in, you know, in front of the house. And I went inside and my dad was like, well, what do you have to say for yourself? And I was like, oh no. Um, so that was bad. My dad made me clean. The next day while I was suspended, I had to clean up gravel or sorry that we had a gravel part of our yard that was there were big trees okay mm -hmm. and my dad made me clean leaves out of the gravel with my hands that was my punishment that's a rough one yeah and then the other one i was 16 was not allowed to drive other people yet and i decided to drive my friends to in and out and my mom suspecting that i might be doing that drove back towards the house and we went past each other and we made <laughs> eye contact and she just went pull over like pull over and i was like oh no and uh that one i got my license taken away for like a month or something like that that was that was a tough one just making eye contact with your mom just knowing she got you pull over and i was just like oh i'm dead that's it it's over yeah. my life is ruined but yeah, I say those are the big two. Just the disappointment in my mother's face. That's it. You know? Ugh. I got I was the youngest of four boys. I got in trouble plenty, but you know, those are the two I really remember. Yeah. The the worst one for me, I was in uh well, this was January of nineteen eighty one. Uh so what it was maybe third grade or whatever it was the old playmobiles i don't know if they had them when you were a kid they're like little figures it bend <laughs> just at the waist for whatever reason i took them a bunch of them and i flushed them down the toilet and i oh. broke all the toilets in the house so my parents had to call the plumber and it was not a cheap bill but this was after i had taken them and spray painted them black on the stairs oh that's good i mean they were outdoor stairs I, I okay well i have spray paint story we uh we would play four square in the street so we'd put chalk down and make the four squares and play well one time i was like why do they keep redoing the chalk why don't we just spray paint a four square court in the middle of the street turns out that's illegal and you're not allowed to spray paint city streets uh, Did you get uh those things are hideous yeah the i would Playmobiles. flush it down the toilet too Dude, this is 1980, 1981. We didn't have sophisticated toys back then. But the, I took these things and I flushed them all down the toilet. You talked about your punishment. You know what mine was? Mm. I was not allowed to go to the Browns Raiders playoff game. The first one I was ever going to go to in my life. Shouldn't have like, toys down the toilet? Chris, Tuffer. You were yeah. definitely called Christopher when that yeah. happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom was all over Christopher when that happened. What's your middle name? Michael. Christopher Michael. <laughs> Ooh, That's a good. She was, she was the only one that called me Christopher. And yeah, it was uh, that. And I remember um, flipping off my mom one time. That did oh, not I, go well. I remember that. You told yeah. me about that one. Yeah, that's, that would, didn't one. go so well. Yeah. Nordy took it to me. Well, listen, it, it's always great catching up with you. Um, we will see you at some point during the playoffs. 
Yeah. I love playoff special edition. Let's get in there. Yeah. I mean, you, you watch all the playoff games. You're not one of the guys, I, you are a huge baseball fan. So you're not one of the guys who at the end of the season shuts off the TV and doesn't give a shit. You are locked into the playoffs, right? The division series. So I love the wild card games, like bam, elimination. Let's, it's exciting. But like those first few days of the division series where there's like, you know, there's like four. All day baseball. All day baseball is like, well, how many games is it? There's four games. Yeah. And it's just the best. Oh, I, I just perch game on next game, next game, next game. I love it. Well, we're going to be breaking it all down. I love it. Maybe we'll get you and, and another member of the Chris Rose rotation. Let's do it. Could be fun. All right. Well, thank you as always. And thanks to you for listening and to our producer, editor extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Chiracco. We'll see you next time here on the Chris Rose rotation, a production of John Boy Media.